Well, well, well. Sunday night football is over and your Chicago Bears are in first place. Not only are they in first place, they're in first place by a game and a half. The Bears are seven and three. Think about that for a second. Like, really let it sink in. Enjoy it. You're probably listening to this on your ride to work or at work on Monday of a holiday week. The Bears are 7-3 and three as they get ready for their game on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to look too far ahead to that for the time being because there's a lot to discuss from the game itself. By the way, welcome in. This is the House of L podcast. My name is Lawrence Holmes. And our Bears breakdowns are brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, who, by the way, had a really nice family Sunday. And when they're at home on Sunday after football season or on a day like today where the Bears game is at night, you should go check out the Wolves. They do face painting and free sign making for the kids. Parking is free, brought to you by the the fine folks at Kia. So go check them out, ChicagoWolves.com. If you want to get tickets, they support this podcast. I would love it if you support them. The Bears win 25 to 20. Your final on the lakefront. I went over to Soldier Field first again today because I I like to kind of see what's being said. I like to talk to some of the reporters that I know and pick their brain about some things. I like to get a sense for how big a game feels and the games continue to feel big. And the Bears have not moved off of not being overwhelmed by that. They had a game on Sunday Night Football with the entire country watching. If you didn't know this, from a rating standpoint, Sunday Night Football is the most watched television show in the country. Until we get to NFL playoffs, there's really nothing on television that's more watched than Sunday Night Football. And the Bears are a huge market. Obviously, all of Chicago is going to be watching, but... There are Bears fans around the the country, and they do well. So NBC was happy to put them back on Sunday Night Football and it not be because it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers playing the Bears, but because the Bears are playing well and they continue to play well. The defense was incredible. Now, I know you're looking at the box and going, wait, They did give up 20 points. You're right. And at the end, there was a scramble to get that last touchdown and two-point conversion. Shout out to my fantasy team. What's up, Stefan Diggs? Anyway, they gave up some points in, in, in the fourth quarter. Some of that was because of the turnover situation in the fourth quarter. But I just want to take some time before we talk about the offense and Talk about Mitchell Trubisky, which we spend a lot of time doing, which we should. He's the quarterback of the Bears, of your 7-3 Chicago Bears. I want to talk about this defense. Akeem Hicks is a menace. He's so fun to watch. He is just swallowing up the middle of the offensive line of the other team. He's a downright badass. And you look at his numbers tonight. His numbers are stupid. Akeem Hicks's box score numbers are stupid. In the final box, Akeem Hicks was credited with six solo tackles. 
He had a sack, obviously. Six, five of the six tackles that he had were tackles for loss. He had five tackles for loss. To put that in perspective, the Vikings' entire team had seven tackles for loss. Akeem Hicks had five tackles for loss by himself. When you have a guy in the middle that is that much of a mismatch against centers and guards, it allows you to do a plethora of things on the outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They also have Khalil Mack. I'm not tired yet of watching Khalil Mack highlights. This time, it was Riley Reef. Riley Reef got manhandled in this game by Khalil Mack. You shouldn't be able to do that to other grown men. And Riley Reef's not a bum. Like, there's some times where you, like, you get your numbers against a bum. Khalil Mack is out there pushing grown men around with one hand. He's collapsing pockets. He's instilling fear. I don't know if I want to make him Thanos or Galactus or whatever. All I know is that that guy shows up and people wet their pants. He is a pass rushing virtuoso. He is a special, special player. He is a mutant of some kind. He was born on Krypton. Whatever you want to say. However you want to characterize it. He's just better than everybody else. And I watch this guy and I go, wow. It's so fun. Here's the numbers on Khalil Mack for the game. Two tackles, one sack. So the tackle for loss, two hits on the quarterback, a pass broken up, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. He forces the fumble. They lay on his arms. Somehow, he gets the ball back. It's amazing to watch. Oh, and the back four of the Bears defense today. Eddie Jackson does it again. Eddie Jackson, I'm now comfortable in saying this. Eddie Jackson is going to the Pro Bowl. Great. Mark it down. Put a check on it. Eddie Jackson will be an all-pro. You don't put up numbers like this without being an all-pro at safety. Unless he has some sort of monumental collapse like the rest of the team would have to at this point. That boy is going to be an all-pro. He's playing like it. And that's an absolute steal in the fourth round. Obviously, because of the medicals on him, people were concerned on whether or not he's going to be healthy enough. But my goodness. Interception in a big moment, taking it to the house yet again. They actually got really good play from both of their safeties today. Like, Stefan Diggs' numbers look great, but Diggs and Thielen didn't do the Diggs and Thielen thing this week. 
Kirk Cousins, you like that? You like that? Yeah, Bears fans loved it, Kirk. He wasn't able to get into a rhythm because Bears pass rushers were in their face. I saw Leonard Floyd get some pressures today. He had a couple tackles for loss along with five tackles. They were getting people in his face. Danny Trevathan got in his face a little bit. They were getting the pressures and pressure bust pipes. And it did for Kirk Cousins. Now his numbers look better than the Bears quarterbacks numbers, but the Bears quarterbacks team won. And Kirk Cousins was throwing interceptions where you like, they were, oh my God, interceptions. Like, who are you throwing to? Why didn't you throw that ball away? He's going to throw for a whole bunch of yards. He has two great wide receivers. But he was making some really terrible mistakes in the game today. And the Bears made him pay. Defensively, they did, for the most part, what they wanted to do. In the fourth quarter, Minnesota was able to rally. They were able to get a little bit of momentum going their way to make it interesting over the last eight minutes of the game. But the Bears' defense is terrifying. Akeem Hicks is a menace. And Khalil Mack is apparently an X-Man. And Eddie Jackson's all pro. I am comfortable saying all three of those things right now about the Bears' defense. They're Super Bowl-level good. Period. And guess what? Now you can get greedy. If you're a Bears fan, you've been sitting here going, okay, they haven't really played anybody yet. What's it going to look like when they play someone? Well, now you know what it looks like when they play someone. They play this team, and they beat them. The Vikings were a lot like the Bears in perception. The Vikings hadn't beaten anyone with an above 500 record. And I know that we like to focus in on what's going on with our team. Well, the Bears haven't really played anyone yet. Well, now they have. We think. And now you can get greedy. My biggest fear is Thursday they throw their jerseys out there and think their jerseys are going to win the game against the Lions. The Lions, by the way, played really well. on Well, not really well. They played well enough to win at home. Their offense started to click a little bit, and they got some big plays from their defense. I think Darius Slay will be in the game on Thursday. Even He played. He got a little bit dinged up, but I think he will play on Thursday, and that's, that's a great thing for them. But now the Bears have that game, and then the New York Giants come to town on December 2nd. You know, the team that's trash, and I know they won today. They battled the Buccaneers, but they're trash. Do you, are you really afraid of Eli Manning? But now you can look at that game. Well, you need to win that game because that's another NFC game. So you got NFC, NFC, NFC games. Win them. Why? Because the December 9th game against the Rams could end up being the tiebreaker to who plays on wild card weekend and who gets a bye. Yes, that's right. I said it. 
the Rams game might be a tiebreaker game on the Bears being the second seed. Is it possible that they could be the number one seed? Yes, but I don't think it's likely. I think that New Orleans is just better than everybody right now. But the Rams, you can't do anything about New Orleans. But the Rams are in front of you. They're on your schedule. So you have an opportunity on December 9th to not just make a statement, but win a game that matters from a practical standpoint. But I digress. You don't want to look that far ahead. That's two games from now, right? We shouldn't be talking about that. Well, damn it, I'm going to talk about it. The Bears might get a bye. The Bears might be the number two seed in the NFC. It's set up that way right now. I'm looking around at the NFC. So let's do it. Let's let's have this exercise right now. The NFC East is trash. And Washington lost their quarterback in a gruesome and coincidental or ironic injury today. Alex Smith gets hurt, breaks his leg. On the anniversary of Joe Theismann breaking his leg, Joe Theismann was at the game in Washington. There's no wild card that's coming from the NFC East. Philadelphia is in big-time trouble, and I don't see them getting out of it. The Giants are trash. Eh, maybe the Cowboys. Maybe I should give the Cowboys more credit. Maybe the Cowboys can rally can rally and make it, make it as the wild card. I don't suspect that that's going to be the case. I would be willing to bet that that's not the case. I've lost bets before. NFC South. Atlanta shot themselves in the foot today. You've got New Orleans and you've got Carolina. Carolina is a legitimate wild card contender. They've looked terrible their last couple of weeks. Let's go out west. NFC West. Los Angeles Rams. Great. Going to win that division. The wild card team could be Seattle. And the Bears hold a tiebreaker over Seattle. So that's good. I will tell you that they're giving me some pause now. Russell Wilson makes magic happen, and it's starting to seem like they're doing that thing that he does. But it's not like the NFC is jumbled up unless the Packers run the table, which if you look at their schedule, it's not impossible. But it seems like some of the problems that the Packers have are systemic. And that leaves the Bears and the Vikings. They've got another game to play at the end of the year. It's not that crazy to think that we're now looking at a two seed in the NFC. I'm going to get to Mitchell Trubisky in the offense in a second, but I did want to tell you that the podcast is being brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. You should follow them on social media. On Twitter, it's Chicago underscore Wolves, and you can see some of the great things that they're doing. Played some winning hockey this past weekend with a 4-2 to win today as we're recording this, so that's great. ChicagoWolves.com and on social at Chicago underscore Wolves. Anytime you beat the Manitoba Moose, it's good day. So let's talk about the offense. They did some great stuff in the first half, and in the second half kind of went to sleep a little bit. 
third quarter especially. Mitchell Trubisky was not very good. I thought overall, 20 of 31, 165 yards. He was sacked once, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a passer rating of 61.9. I thought he played a pretty good first half. Second half, ugh, it was ugly. The Bears decided to run the ball, and I thought it was interesting that the Bears put Trubisky under center a lot, and they ran the ball out of the eye formation, as Matt Forte would say, they ran it out of the dot. They did a lot of that today, and I wonder if that was something that they wanted to show Minnesota to trick them or if the cold conditions meant you couldn't throw the ball the way that you wanted to throw the ball, so you tried to run the ball. They ran the ball today 3.8 yards per carry. And that average is brought up by Mitchell Trubisky. Him running the ball. Trubisky would 43 yards on the ground, 4.3 yards per carry. Howard, 63 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. Tariq Cohen, seven carries, 27 yards, put one on the ground. I was wondering when Tariq Cohen was going to do that. Because he makes these spectacular plays where we all know he shouldn't be running backwards. We all know that he shouldn't be running parallel and that he should get up the field. But he makes it work. He stretches defenses out until they show their hand. He finds a spot. He breaks through. He makes everyone look stupid. Today, he put the ball on the ground partially because, in my opinion, that he was kind of tiptoeing and not really getting up field. Strange thing about him, he's a small dude. But when he does think about, like, hitting the truck stick on people, he actually does a pretty good job of it, which is strange for a guy that's maybe 170 pounds. Taylor Gabriel was the leading receiver with 52 yards today on seven catches. I really like what he's become as a player. But I thought in the second half overall, the Bears offense was lopsided and Minnesota did a good job of putting some pressure on Trubisky, pushing him into bad throws, and you got two interceptions. They were lucky that the turnovers didn't bite them because Kirk Cousins was like, here, take the ball right back, or was ineffective and wasn't able to to get you six if you're them, and they ended up settling for three. Speaking of three, how about Cody Parkey? Cody Parkey did his job in today's game. Got your your field goals done. Everyone cheered. Field goal at the bit, end of the game was huge. You needed that. You saw Matt Nagy go for two. The second time I thought made sense mathematically. The first time I didn't think that it did, and I'm not I'm not sure if that was we need to put we want to put this on 11 so that if we kick a field goal is 14. Or if he wasn't feeling particularly confident about Cody Parkey. But he says, you know, he tends to be aggressive. Like, that's his thing. He's an aggressive coach. He's an aggressive play caller. So we saw some of that aggression again from Matt Nagy. They have some injuries now. And on a short week, those can hurt you depth-wise. Aaron Lynch has got a concussion. 
Adam Shaheen has got a concussion. Both of them in the protocol. It would be weird if they played on Thursday. Usually that doesn't happen that quick that you get cleared. But we'll see. I I would bet against those two playing on Thursday. What else can we talk about here? It's just kind of cool to have a team like this that's this good this late in the season. Six games left. The Bears would have to have a big stumble and fall to not go to the playoffs. But I think that they can now set their their sights higher. Now you're really in control of the division. You pretty much just have to win a couple more games and you're good. And now you can start thinking, well, how good are we? How much would we like for other teams to have to come to Soldier Field in January? Wouldn't it be nice to get, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have a bye week? A week to rest up, to heal up, get yourself an extra bye. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, there's the opportunity for that to happen. And the Bears just have to do their job. Win games. I'm not even that scared of the Lions game. I will say, though, don't act like you can just throw your jerseys out there and the Lions are going to cower and do the Lions thing. I wouldn't trust that if if, if I were you. And I don't suspect the Bears will do that. I haven't gotten the sense all year long that this is a team that takes stuff for granted. I think their coaching staff has done a really good job of making sure that they don't take things for granted. It's been fun. The last couple weeks, I've actually gone to Soldier Field. And it's been fun being there and seeing how people are reacting to this team. Like The whole reason that that the helicopters are at Soldier Field taking video of Cody Parkey is because people care. People are interested, and that's great for everyone involved. People are interested in what's going on with the Bears. It's cool. It's why you're listening to the podcast, which I appreciate very much. Numbers are going to get bigger and bigger, which is great for me. Tell a friend about the podcast. Share it with them. You know me, retweets are better than likes. Take a deep breath and have a lot of fun over the next couple of days. I am curious on how people are going to do the Thanksgiving. See, it's different because this game actually means something. Like, I wonder if meals are going to be pushed back a little bit. Hit me up and let me know. Houseoflpodcast at gmail.com. Are you pushing your dinner back? And it'll probably be a while before I even read this email on the next pod. But I'm just curious. Are you going to to back dinner up? Because who wants to, like, this this is an important game. Who wants to just be sitting at the dinner table as much as we all love our families? I appreciate you listening today. You can email me about Bear stuff or other stuff. Are there interviews that you really liked 
on House of L, House of L podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have a suggestion for someone I should put on the pod, go back and listen to some of these interviews. They're great. The Jordan Cornette one is amazing. It's really amazing. It's one of the best ones in the series. You should listen to it. But so is Kelly Kroll. The Kelly Kroll one, I'm so happy, has gone over 4,000 downloads. It's it's a, a a top five right now as far as downloads go on House of L, which is great. Go listen to the Jordan Cornette one. It's 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 very heartfelt and very very strong. But thanks for listening to this. I'll have another House of L for you on Thursday night, or I guess Thursday afternoon technically. Before I go have dinner with my family, I'll have a a, a Bears game to discuss with you. Your Bears are 7-3. and three. They have a chance to get a bye in the NFC playoffs. Think about that, and I'll talk to you on Thursday.